I think what I really want to let you know here is that you will be surprised by people. And I, I hope that you don't get it wrong. Some of my favorite authors are Muslims, Jews, and black women. Uh, I did an Ironman triathlon last summer, which is a 2.4-mile swim, a 112-mile bike ride, and a marathon, a 26.2-mile mile run. Would it surprise you to know that a gray-haired old woman passed me on the bike? Well, that happened. Um, this woman and I went back and forth over 100 miles, and we cheered each other on, and we had a great time. And, you know, I think people love that story. You just cannot make a judgment about another person based on what you see from the outside. So, yes, you can go to medical school. You can be a nurse. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter whether you got bad grades in high school. You can go on and get better grades next year. You can become the president of the USA, and you can be an astronaut. You can do... If you want to do it, you'll find a way. Welcome, everybody, to I Wish They Taught That in School. I'm your host, Mike Mulick. Last year, I asked a group of students what they wish they taught in school. This is what they asked. Thank you for what you do every day. When you make yourself happy, that in turn makes everyone else's life around you better. You're making the world a better place, even if it doesn't feel like it. You might be listening to this, getting ready for school, or on your way to work, or maybe you're on your way home. Keep up the good work. Our quote of the day today comes from Jonathan Lockwood Hugh, who said, It's a paradox. How does one balance living in the now with preparing responsibly for the future? The key to this dilemma lies in the distinction between worrying about the future and preparing for the future. The two are not the same. Man, isn't that the truth? All right, welcome everybody. This is episode three of I Wish They Taught That in School. Tell me how I'm doing. Send me your questions and of course send me any comments that you may have about the podcast. I'm just getting started here, so I expect it to be a little bit rough at first. On the last episode, I was answering questions from a student named Georgia from Colorado. And she asks, I want to know how hard college medical school actually is right now. I want to become a nurse and do mission trips, but I want to know if that is actually possible for an average woman. First of all, Georgia, that's awesome. That's great that you have an interest in medicine and you have an interest in doing mission trips. Yes, it's absolutely possible for anybody. Uh, that's basically what I've been doing for the last 18 years. I'm traveling the world and practicing medicine, and I love it. Um, college and medical school are indeed very hard, but what are you really getting at? Um, you know, do you want me to say, no, it's, it's absolutely easy? I mean, it's hard. It's hard work. You know, I mean, it's fun, but um, if I say it's extremely hard, are you going to think that you should not do it? No, of course you should do it. You, you should do it. You should, you know, if you want to do something, then you go ahead and do it. And I think that what you probably should do is be attracted to things that are difficult. Go after things that you think are hard. Um, don't let it being hard be the excuse for you to not do something. Uh, you know, doing things that are hard are very enjoyable. I mean, yeah, it's also frustrating. It's very frustrating when we fail. You know, if we fail a test or if we don't get into medical school, like I didn't get into medical school the first time and, you know, I didn't have very good grades in, in high school and I had to work at it. And, 
that's what makes it very enjoyable is when you do something hard. We, it, it, you know, we, we still have to try. So because it's hard, we still try. So, you know, if you have a slight interest in something like medicine, you need to go for it. Um, it may seem impossible, but that doesn't mean, you know, that we don't do it. College is four years, medical school, four years, and then residency is maybe another three to eight years. So what? If you're getting to do what you love, does it really matter how long it takes? You know, I thought medical school was perhaps some of the best, maybe the best four years of my life. I had so much fun. I had a great group of friends. I was learning about something. It was it was awesome. And so, you know, people, when people think about it being hard, I say, you know, forget about that. You got to do what you want to do. Now, I noticed that you used the word average. I just wanted to address that. You know, I, I, average is not a good way to describe a person. It's just impossible to know. Average is meant to be used to describe numbers in a data set. So, you know, watch watch carefully for this type of language. You know, it makes me think about some thing I saw on the internet called the basic bro or the basic girl. Have you seen this? Have you seen these these videos where basically they're describing? Uh, uh, somebody based on what they do. I think this is really bad stuff. And, you know, when people try to define a person by their choices, such as their music, sports, how they talk, their clothing, their religion, th- this is really a bad start for young people. You know, don't be part of this. If you want to be successful, you need to be very careful about generalizations. I mean, we all, we all like, you know, if there's a good song out there, we all like it. If, you know, a lot of people like uh, football, a lot of people like, you know, that it, it, you really cannot just generalize about people. While this may seem like pretty innocent stuff, uh, it is not. You just can't put a, a human being into categories based on their preferences or how they look. This is how racism, sexism, and pretty much all types of prejudice start by thinking that you know somebody by their exterior. And I assure you, you do not. Um, look at World War II. That was basically helped propagated by the people in power trying to brainwash the masses into thinking that their problems would be solved by getting rid of a certain ethnic group. And they were totally wrong about that. Every single person is unique and brings so many great things to the world. So, you know, let's, we have just have to be careful about the words that we use and, and how we, uh, whether or not we generalize people. You know, and the next thing I wanted to address, and I, I know that you probably did not mean for me to get into this, but I want to say it anyway. Um, You know, you were asking about accomplishing these different things like going to medical school, becoming a nurse, going on missions. And then you said, is that possible for an average woman? And um, I think I just need to say, since the way in which you worded it, I'm just wondering, were you saying, are you thinking that it was less possible to go to medical school because you're a woman? I mean, that's not true at all. There's more women going into medical school now than than men. Uh, I can't help but think how wonderful the Me Too movement is right now for women. And guys, I think what you need to know is that this country has really not been fair to women. You know, when you ask whether or not it's possible to do any of this stuff, like let's say doctor, nurse, president, I say yes a million times. Yes, you can do anything Anything you want. Some of the very best doctors I know are women. And there are millions of examples of talented women who have had a very rough go of it in a world that's just not been fair to women and people of color. Women, 
people of color, people of different uh, religions than your own uh, are in highly educated professions like law and medicine. And they're actually, they're, there are examples of these people not getting paid or as pro- promoted as much as their male colleagues, even when all other things are being equal. And this is, quite frankly, this is just ridiculous. And we need to change all that. I think what I really want to let you know here is that you will be surprised by people. And I I hope that you don't get it wrong. Some of my favorite authors are Muslims, Jews, and black women. Uh, I did an Ironman triathlon last summer, which is a 2.4-mile swim, a 112-mile bike ride, and a marathon, a 26.2-mile run. Would it surprise you to know that a gray-haired old woman passed me on the bike? Well, that happened. Um, This woman and I went back and forth over 100 miles, and we cheered each other on, and we had a great time. And, you know, I think people love that story. You just cannot make a judgment about another person based on what you see from the outside. So, yes, you can go to medical school. You can be a nurse. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter whether you got bad grades in high school. You can go on and get better grades next year. You can become the president of the USA, and you can be an astronaut. You can do... If you want to do it, you'll find a way. Uh, Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you can't, either way, you're right. So that just means that all that you really have to do is want it, and then you can be what you want to be. Now that I've addressed all that, let me see if I can actually answer the question that she really wanted to know. In this case, what I think that she really meant here was, is it possible for an average woman to go on mission trips around the world And I had asked my wife about this question just to get her perspective. And she was thinking that what she probably wanted to know here was, was it really safe for a woman to go to some of these countries, you know, places where people go on these mission trips, for example, third and fourth world countries with impoverished communities and vastly different backgrounds and cultures? Well, yes and no. I mean, the short answer is yes, you can. But let's discuss the particulars a bit. Uh, First of all, I, as a rather large male, six foot three, I myself do not feel safe in some parts of the world. You know, that does not mean that, you know, your, um, whatever your gender and size is, uh, does not necessarily mean that you cannot go to somewhere. I mean, there are, are dangerous places everywhere. And when I was working in Africa, I was at risk of being kidnapped and attacked at all times. You know, but to get deeper into this this concern for your safety, let me tell you a quick story about wondering about the safety of the world. Now, I used to study at Columbine Library, and I dated a girl who went to Columbine High School. And I remember thinking about, wow, this is a community where nothing bad could ever happen. But then it did happen. There was a massacre, a school shooting in April of 1999, where students and teachers were shot and killed in their own school. And of course, that trend has not stopped. We've continued to see shootings of every kind in this country. And of course, my prayers go out to all the victims' families. I I can't imagine their pain. I bring that up to remind you that there's a tremendous amount of risk that can happen even in our own community. And you'd be surprised at how safe the rest of the world really is. You would be surprised at how welcoming and generous people are all over the world. And a problem can happen anywhere. I mean, it can happen in your own city or your own country. So it, you know, uh, it does not mean that you can't go to these places, but there are ways to go about this. First of all, when you go on a mission trip and you're going to another country, 
You do this in groups with very well-planned-out logistics. You travel with people who know extensively about the areas and local people who know where you go, where you don't go, what you, you, know, what you do. You don't walk around alone, especially at night. Um, you, know, you exercise common sense, and that, that goes for wherever you are. Uh, but generally, you go with a, a, a you know a group uh, and a mission. So, for example, when I go and I do some of this really hardcore mission work in very rough places and war zones, I did it with an amazing organization called Doctors Without Borders, and we went to war zones and there are places that they go. They go to war zones, natural disasters, disease epidemics, uh, wherever those things are occurring, you will find Doctors Without Borders. And uh, they will tell you that the biggest risk to the workers is generally uh, issues like travel, like a like something happening in a car or a plane, and that just happens to be the risk that is something that can happen to us in in our own country: a plane crash or a car crash. I mean, it's those are bigger risks than risks of of being injured under anesthesia or or getting hurt in a terrorist attack. It's basically the the everyday stuff that we deal with. Now, the number one reason that, that some of these workers ever have to be returned home early is usually getting sick, um, dehydration, uh, sick with diarrhea, malaria, you know, that kind of stuff. So there's an awful lot of potential for bad stuff happening, such as, you know, violence, kidnapping in some of these other uh, countries, but often that's just not what happens. Now, there are mission trips that are more laid back, and I think this is a great place for young students to start. I recommend a very chill trip to a nonviolent place where you can do some service, some ecotourism. And one of the places that I'm very familiar with is Latin America. I work with a guy and a dear friend. His name is Santiago Mora, and he runs Medical Profession. That's his organization, and they do multiple trips a year with students uh, you know, usually college students, but sometimes medical students too. And they go all over Central America and they do a few days of seeing patients in a poor community. And they'll what they do is they'll be trying to diagnose basic things like diabetes, hypertension, common cold, parasitic diseases, and then giving them medicine. And then after a couple of days of that, then they go and they have a day or two at the beach or, or you know, maybe in the jungle. And it's a blast. And so you get a little bit of both. And it's generally, it's a pretty safe trip. And anybody who wants to check it out, I recommend going to his website, medicalprofession.org, Santiago Mora. Uh, I'll put in the show notes uh, how to contact him. But it's Medical Profession. And it's usually every summer. Now, I just want to end this episode by saying good luck to Georgia. You remember she was the student at the beginning of the episode. I told you about her goals. She wants to travel the world and do mission trips and become a nurse. And I just want to say good luck to you. You will change the world. Thanks everybody for listening. The opinions expressed on this podcast are by Mike Mulick alone and are for educational and informational purposes only. Mike Mulick is not a tax professional nor a financial planner. The information here does not represent any other organization and is not intended as diagnosis, treatment, or a substitute for professional, medical, or financial advice. Please consult a local physician or financial planner and any other healthcare professional for your specific healthcare, medical, or financial needs or concerns.